You are listening to the Christ in All podcast, where we discuss how following Jesus Christ impacts all areas of a believer's life. Each week, we will answer questions about the Christian worldview in an effort to help both new and mature believers grow in their faith. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Christ in All podcast. This is Matthew Smith, and with me, as always, is Chad Hunsberger. You doing all right today? All is well. Yeah, feeling good. Excellent. All right, so we have another listener question this week. And so, um, again, this is just a great opportunity uh, to to encourage everybody. If you want to, please, you have a question or a topic you'd like us to address, please send that in to us. You can uh, send that directly to my email at msmith at colonialheights.org, msmith at colonialheights.org. All right, so we did get this in, and uh, I'm just going to read exactly what this, this listener wrote mm-hmm. to us, okay? So it writes, uh, does, a live, does living a life free of addiction mean that a person needs to ultimately share what he or she has been through in order to be completely free? Okay. All right. Uh, if I remember right... Um uh, e- even I think it's helpful to we don't have to know about that person or yeah. even what mm-hmm. any of those things. I, I think there is a when it says ultimately share. Yeah, I think there is question a little bit about whether or not that is publicly sharing. Yeah, that seems to be what's happening. Um, right. Yeah. Again, I don't like know the me. issues going on here, but um, it does seem like the person is asking, does it have to be shared publicly? Right. Like if we have to get on church right. the stage and and address this the entire congregation. Sure. Or yeah, so I think so. there's a few things that. I mean, one, I would say praise the Lord for whether it's this person or someone that they are talking about that has been set free from addiction. We praise God for that and uh, His work in freeing them. And I would say what a, um, just a, uh, this is just a a moment to say this to those Mm -hmm. listeners that is the kind of God we we talk about on here. We yeah. talk about the one true God who can set you free from addiction, uh, no matter what that addiction is, and no matter how uh, enslaved to it mm-hmm. you may be or feel, uh, by God's grace through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, you can be set free from that addiction. And so I think it's worth just pausing to say trust in Christ yeah. alone for, because uh, if the Son sets you free, you are free indeed, uh, and no longer a slave to sin, but uh, a, a slave instead to the joys of Christ. Yeah. So um, trust in Him, turn away from your sin and trust in Him. I would say that. Amen. Um, as a, uh, and, and because of that, that is what Scripture tells us we need mm-hmm. to do. Right, we need to repent of our sin and confess it before the Lord, and we can know First John. Right, uh, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. When it says faithful, that means He will do it. Yeah. He is consistent. He is regular. This is what He does. If you confess it, He forgives it. The reason He adds, He is just to do that, is because in reality, it feels like He is. Well, maybe he is unjust because we did commit the sin against him. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have been in addiction or we have committed whatever sin. What makes him just is the fact that Christ died on the cross for those sins. So when we're confessing our sins to the Lord, he is just because the punishment has already been given. It's not because punishment isn't offered. It's just that it doesn't have to be given yeah. to you because his son, Jesus, 
died on the cross, conquered death, came back to life, right? So, so does confession need to happen? Absolutely. Does confession need to happen to one another, to other believers? Also, yes. yes yeah. So James 5, 16, most of us remember James 5, 16, B, which yeah. says uh, the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective, or King James availeth much, yeah. right? But right before that, so 516A is where it says uh, to confess your sins one to mm-hmm. another. Yeah. Then it says the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. So I think there's, um, it, it's even, I think what's interesting about that is B is effective mm-hmm. because of A. So you're, you're able to stand before God as righteous because of Christ's righteousness, which comes to you because you've confessed your sin, yeah. right? So confessing to one another is an act of displaying honesty and being genuine with those around you that, quite quite honestly, uh, the church does not always do a good job of yeah. that. Uh, the church is even sadly... Uh, known for people who prefer to wear a mask and not mm-hmm. uh, and, and kind of keep things uh, in hiding. And I would say especially for those who are um, in in such uh, a place like uh, addictive yeah. sin. Those, those addictions, they, uh, they thrive best when they are kept in secret. Right. And so if That's you're right. in a situation where you're not confessing, even if you're just trying to say you're confessing to the Lord and you're thinking, all right, well, by God's grace, we're going to, we're going to get through this. I'm mm-hmm. going to, and I don't have to confess. I can, yep. And, and that's where think that can that sin, that addiction is yep. going to just continue to grow and thrive. Yeah. Now, what I would say about the, the, Amount of people that need yeah. to hear mm-hmm. that. I, I don't yeah, think. Right, so yes, we do confess to the Lord. Yes, we do need to confess to one another. But yeah, just like we said, it seems like they're asking about this public mm-hmm. confession where it's just a, a regularly known, publicly known thing mm-hmm. about you. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I, I want to be really careful because I do think honesty needs to be the kind of the it's the best policy, right? It yeah. needs to be the mindset of uh, the person. Uh, for sure, and for all of us, need to live in that freedom uh, with great, great joy. I think in in the context of, and some of this has to do with the size of church, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is it is harder for, uh, more challenging for any person to stand before the church in entirety and make such a confession, right? Yeah. Um, that's why I think uh, and value so much small group, life group uh, kind of settings because that can be a place where that is shared. And and then the reason that that's important is on the accountability side. Yeah. So sharing it publicly with the church of 700 or whatever the number is or 400 um, can be a little bit more difficult because it's harder for all of those people to hold that one person accountable, whereas in a smaller setting, uh, confessing that, acknowledging mm-hmm. that one to another can be, hey, like we want to support you. We're able to hold uh, hold your hand through this, walk through this with you, pray for you, pray with you um, in a more intimate way that I think can be more uh, fruitful. Um, so I, I, I think that I, I want to make a, a 
maybe a clarifying statement about uh, how this is not the same as church discipline. Yeah. So we think about church discipline, we think Matthew 18. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a five or six, seven verses there in Matthew 18 that specifically talk about this, talk about addressing a brother um, who has sinned. And you start that. The whole intent, it, part of that, is to always draw them to repent, repentance. But even within that, it's intended to be quiet. Mm-hmm. right? So it says, go to him alone. Then uh, the next, if they still don't confess their sin, then the next thing is to go to them with two or three others. And if they still don't confess their sin, that's when it goes before the church. So this is not that, because this person is saying, I'm I'm confessing my sin. I've already repented of this sin. The need to confess it to one another is the accountability piece. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't have to go before the church. I'm not I'm not punished, so to speak, yeah. before the church. The intent of taking someone before the church is to plead with them one more time. Please right. don't continue in this life of sin. Don't don't walk down that path, right? So it's it's bringing everybody in to beg that of the mm-hmm. person, not to um, not to like if they've already confessed at, at step one, we don't have to do steps two and right. three, right? Right. Uh, or if they yeah, confess best, a step best, two. Best case scenario, right, is that one person or that small group of people, right. are there when they are talking to that person, he is convicted and then he repents and he uh, and they walk th- with him through the journey of recovery and restoration. That's right. right? Absolutely. Okay. So I just feel like it's helpful to see that difference yeah. um, between maybe what's being asked and why that would not be even necessarily required. So, mm-hmm. So if someone... I can think of a, a circumstance um, previously. Someone was approached, mm-hmm. maybe, even, well, someone was approached and about uh, an addictive sin. Okay. They repented of that sin. Well, I never brought somebody else with me into that conversation. Yeah. They, they repented of that sin, they confessed that sin. There were other people that they needed to confess that sin to mm-hmm. for accountability purposes, yep. and he did that. Yeah, uh, I can think about another person, just the same thing. Went to them, they weren't quite convinced that it was sin. Mm-hmm. I took another person with me, and it was like, oh, like, let's look at scripture together. Let's yeah. see this. Okay, never had to go before the church, yeah. right? So, uh, they, they one we, one of those instances even like went through. Uh, like um, rehab kind of mm-hmm. scenario, like went through a process to to really heal from that, and that didn't require for them because again they were repenting of it all along. That did not require them to go before the church because they had already repented. Yeah, um, I was maybe kind of putting this into um, uh, a context of a different thing that's not addiction. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. thinking. Um, of maybe there is uh, a couple who is thinking about uh, getting a divorce, mm-hmm. and so they are, and maybe they're even like already walking down that road. Maybe they've started the process of filing papers and everything, and but but then someone approaches them and says that this is uh, God mm-hmm. hates divorce, and they need to work. Like if if they do, then choose to work through it, and by God's mm-hmm. grace, they they don't get divorced, and they're in the process of healing their marriage. They don't necessarily need to publicly tell everybody we almost got a divorce. Right. Right. So, right. Um, so yeah. So there. I guess I, I was planning to ask, like, are there situations in which it's 
not necessary or necessarily needed for um, that public confession. I think we've kind of addressed some yeah. uh, some some reasons why you yeah. wouldn't yeah. be forced or like required sure. to publicly confess. So, um, but I guess kind of along those same lines, mm-hmm. what are some of the benefits if you do feel like you need to publicly confess yeah. that past addiction? Yeah, I I would say one, it is a display of God's grace. Yep. And a reminder to those around you um, that you are confessing to, mm-hmm. hey, this is what God has rescued me from, saved me from, right. brought the me out of. Power of a testimony of deliverance. No right. question. Uh, I would say that for some, they hear that and uh, who might be going through whether that addiction or another one of a different kind. And again, power of that that testimony says God can bring me out of this. I think in addition, it is a, man, it's just accountability. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, uh, it's the, 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 I guess the, the example that comes to mind is uh, alcoholic, right? An alcoholic uh, who has repented of that, uh, but shares that, if I if I see them at a bar or see them mm-hmm. I'm a little bit more concerned about them right oh, like I'm I'm going to go hold them accountable I'm going to go so there's there's something to that um to that uh addressing that or helping them with through that uh that that could really be connected in that yeah. way so okay. I would say both the celebration of what God's done testimony wise and the um the accountability the piece. added accountability mm-hmm. piece. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I think that's going to wrap up this episode then. I, I hope you have enjoyed it. And if you have, please share it on social media. Give us a rating and review on your podcasting app. And thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Christ and All podcast, a ministry of Colonial Heights Baptist Church in Ridgeland, Mississippi. Together, we glorify God by making disciples of all nations. For more information, please visit our website at colonialheights.org.